Hey, this is Kim Spence and I am in the midst of a challenge. I am um, participating in a 30-day marketing, sales and marketing challenge through One Funnel Away with Russell Brunson. And he's pushing me out of my comfort zone, but I am um, convinced that what I am learning is going to uh, help me get to where it is that I'm trying to go. So I've been a teacher for about 12 years and prior to teaching I was in corporate America uh, working in sales and marketing and I can remember back in high school the year that I graduated I remember all the seniors had to take a um, evaluation assessment to see what career path might suit my personality and interest um, best and my results show that I should be a teacher and guess what my mom was a teacher she is a twice retired teacher and I told her hey mom guess what I'm gonna be a teacher and she said no you're not and I'm like yes I am and of course, uh, she told me that, nope, you don't want to be a teacher. The kids are different and you don't make any money. And she was single. My dad uh, died in Vietnam. So she was internalizing her own financial issues and did not want me, now that I, I'm older, I, I get it. She did not want me to follow in some of those same uh, in her footsteps. So I took her advice not understanding all of that at the time and went to school went to Howard University majored in marketing graduated did uh, work for some of the some major companies Anheuser-Busch 3M Nestle and but there was always this something on the inside that just begged to teach and love children and I'm gonna go back to my time at Howard University and I can remember that can remember that anytime I had free time or I had to do any volunteer work, it was always around working with kids. If it was teaching uh, students after school through the YMCA program, any way that I could connect with children, I did. And one year, my, I want to say my junior year, I was headed to school late one night and Howard at the time was located in not the best area, but for some reason I had to run to campus at 1030 or so at night. And on the way back home or back to my house, I noticed that um, there was a little girl approaching me and when she walked past me, I'm thinking, I'm a little scared. Why is she out this late? So I said, hey, where are you going? And she turned around and said, I'm going to look for my mom. And I'm like, where is your mom? She told me that her mom, you know, was like two miles away. I'm like, no, you're going home. So to make a long story short, she's about 41 and we're still in touch now. But I can remember riding on the bus with her on the weekends and teaching her how to read by reading um, signs and um, billboards and I would take her to the, to the library so there's always been something in me that 
was um, interested in teaching and, and children. So I ended up going to work, like I said, at these um, major companies. And the funny thing is I got laid off not once, not twice, but three times. So after the third time, I remember standing at the copy machine and I just said, you know what? I give up. I'm going to school. And that day I applied for, um, applied to graduate school to get my master's in early childhood education. So I went to school, um, in the evenings and, um, worked during the day and, um, eventually graduated and (laughs) I was happy to be in the classroom, but my salary was cut by 50%. So I take full responsibility up front for making that decision because that's what I wanted to do. But man, it hurt. Inside, I was, you know, questioning whether or not this really was my, um, in my plan and why would I do something so foolish? Had I made a mistake? Y'all, I would even, I would cry when I got my paycheck every two weeks. I'd tear that, you know, the perforated part on the side and I'd almost like not even want to look at it. And sometimes I wouldn't, I'd just fold it up because when I would look at it, I would literally cry. (laughs) All I wanted to do was take care of my son at that time I was divorced. And even when I was married, um, my ex-husband knew that I wanted to teach and he pretty much told me that we did not have teacher bills. And that was because I was paying most of the bills, but, um, I did not, I I just wanted to be able to provide for for myself. I wanted to be able to, um, be proud of my profession, but yet still be able to feel good about the way I lived. But internally I was, you know, sometimes embarrassed because there were times when, I mean, my salary was so low that I qualified for food stamps. And that's embarrassing to say, but it's the truth. And so when you have to, to go, when you go from, you know, making enough money where you travel and, and shop and can do pretty much anything that you want to, you know, having to use a food stamp card, it, I can't even begin to explain how that felt. So that did something to my psyche, really. And um, and I think it started to really take a hold of my mindset in a lot of ways. So I tried to stay um, tough for my son because I, I knew that he was watching me. Um, I felt like I always had to be strong for him and... And always, you know, making him feel secure and that everything was good. But on the inside, I hated it. I wasn't, I didn't like the way I was living. You know, I couldn't buy things for myself. I couldn't travel. Um, So it was just, it was just not what I wanted my life, not what I wanted my life to look like, you know, not what I expected it to look like. Um, So I just thought, you know, I need to do something different. So when I got tired of living paycheck to paycheck 
or really like paycheck to pay because sometimes I didn't get to the next check. So it was just me hitting, hitting that financial wall over and over and over. And I just wanted to wanted just a, a little air, you know, how you um, have to suck in. And if you, if you're wearing something, you tuck your shirt in and, and you put on a belt and you got to suck your stomach in, you know how that feels? Well, I didn't want to feel like that. I wanted to feel, I wanted that feeling when you take that belt off or when you take that bra off and how you feel free. Well, I wanted to feel free and I was not feeling free. And one day I thought, you know what? Am I going to live like this for the rest of my life? I mean, there, and when I would really sit in that thought, it was scary. I can remember once having a conversation with the, the advisor guy that comes to your school once, you know, once a year, he comes and has a discussion with you about um, annuities and that sort of thing. And because I started teaching later in life, I could not, I could not beat the salary scale. And this man sat across the table from me after looking at my numbers and he said, well, at the rate you're going, you're going to be living in like a one room house or your son is going to be taking care of you. I wanted to slap him. No, really. I wanted to slap him. I wanted to cry. I wanted to run out of the room, all of the above. But I've never forgotten that conversation because he was right. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I got to do something different. I need to figure out how to make enough money to live comfortably because what I'm doing now is not working. I need to either monetize my skills, um, uh, pivot, shift, do something because what I was doing was pretty much doing the same thing. And I knew that if I kept doing the same thing, earning the same paycheck day in and day out, that I pretty much was going to keep getting the same results. And we all, we all know uh, what that is. So I had to get honest with myself and ask myself, is this really okay? And the answer was no, because I really had convinced myself that teachers are like these sacrificial people and their lives, you know, come second to everybody else second to the students, second to your family, your kids. And I had to interrupt that line of reasoning because that line of reasoning was proving to not be good for me. So I set out with a plan. How was I going to um, move in a way that was going to kind of free me up? <laughs> so I started doing all kinds of stuff. I Ubered, I picked passengers up, I delivered food, I sold items on eBay. My mother is a master thrifter. She would buy things, we would split the profits. I was a secret shopper, I tutored, I created teacher products on TPT, uh, you named it. I realized that my mindset was the issue because who in their right mind would decide to live the rest of their life and lack the way I was doing it. 
But you know what? I still kept hitting the wall because that money wasn't really enough to to still allow me to do the things that I wanted to do. And, and the biggest wall was time. Our school went to later hours. I wasn't leaving school until five o'clock. And most teachers know that that's early if school is over at 4.15. So just leaving work early to go Uber or to get up and Uber before work, it just got to be a lot. And I realized that I still needed to figure some things out. Remembering though that the biggest issue for me was really what was what's between my ears and that is my thinking, my mindset. And I set to set set out to work on that because obviously something was wrong because I had kind of settled that the way I was living was okay and that wasn't okay. So I knew that there was some personal development that needed to take place for me. So I hustled all that Uber and Uber Eats and eBay items and secret shopping, I will say, I saved that money and it paid for my trip to Baltimore. I went to hear a speaker in Baltimore. I went to hear a speaker in Orlando, um, maybe three months apart. I was so determined to get to uh, Orlando. It was right before COVID hit and I got on an airplane. Well, actually the night before something hit me and I said, wait a minute, you're about to get on an airplane. And there's this thing called, it was right at the beginning of COVID. There's this thing called COVID. Should you be getting on an airplane? But it was too late. I was determined to get there. Determined. So I got there because again, I am determined to figure out what is going on with my mindset. Why am I um, not moving forward in the way I'm thinking? Why am I okay with, with life status quo the way it is? And, and it's really the way that I'm thinking. So I got tired too of trading my, my nickels and for, for my time, like I wasn't getting enough back. I wanted more. I wanted to stop trading my time for dollars. So I went to this seminar and I learned a lot. I mean, I soaked it all up, everything. And I believe it was there that I had this breakthrough. And the breakthrough helped me to understand that I needed to break a cycle. Several cycles I needed to break through. <coughs> a couple cycles that I needed to break through. And one was I realized that, and this may seem like a little bit out there, but I realized that I had some false beliefs. False beliefs around self-identity, false beliefs around worthiness, false beliefs around what was possible for me. And a big part was forgiveness. I remember one of the activities or um, things that happened during the time that I was at this workshop is that we were asked to write names of people that we needed to forgive. <coughs> <coughs> I 
people who people who um, did not mean to inflict or put their their own beliefs into my way of thinking but had so we wrote down names of people who had uh, who we needed to forgive we all got up and marched to the roof of this apartment <coughs> we all got up and went to the roof of the hotel got to the top of the hotel and everybody stood around fire pits we had a moment of silence and then folded up the paper and released it to the fire pretty much symbolic of uh, burning those false beliefs and and not dealing with those anymore so I can say that I realized that <clears throat> I wasn't the problem, but maybe I was, or maybe I realized that I wasn't, I was no longer the problem because I understood that the way that I was thinking was causing me to remain stuck. So I guess I was the problem. Um, but part of the problem in terms of me being able to um, really scale and make some of the businesses that I was, you know, trying to uh, have thrive. So I'm still trying to figure things out. So if you think that I'm going to say that I figured it out I haven't but there's some things I have figured out I do know that until I changed my mindset I could not be open to what was possible I also know that as long as I am um, oblivious to my states of being um, I am not going to be able to uh, be my best self and what I mean by that is you can only be in a state of um, in a powerful or negative state you can't be in both places at one time it really is a choice so you try to be creative and worry at the same time you try to be creative and and agitated or or nervous at the same time it, re it just really isn't possible and when I find myself in a negative state of, of, of being I quickly change it to a powerful state because it's only in that state that I can be creative and I can be loving and adventurous and all those other things so um, I do know that that I am con in control of that I do know that when I meditate and quiet my mind that um, it helps me to um, be more in tune with those things. I'm able to um, just internalize and understand things better. Um, I do know too that I learned that I want to help support teachers um, and other women. I want to help 
teachers and women, uh, especially teachers, come out of this um, idea that that you are a teacher and that's it. But I want teachers to understand that they're more than teachers and that um, you deserve more. And to live a life of <laughs> repetitive lack and limitation is not in our cards. It's not. And um, I realize that teachers are some of the most brilliant, um, multi-skilled people you'd ever meet. So I don't really know where this is going, but I just want you to come along with me. And I just... I just want to, I just want to, to, to be more than what I ever thought that I could be. And I want other people to do that as well. Women, teachers, and I'm not sure exactly what direction I'm going, but I'm going somewhere because where I am is for the birds. And right now I'm going to let you know where I am. I am in Tampa, Florida. My son, Alec, who I can't believe I did not mention, Alec is attending the University of Tampa and we are here looking uh, for a place to live. And, um, and I realized even being here that, and I'm thankful, so thankful that I'm here with him, but there's just so much more that I'd like to do um, that I can't, but I want to be free in a lot of different ways. I'm working on it. Thank you for joining me for my first podcast episode. It won't be the last because I'm going to be back tomorrow. All right. Bye. Hello. Welcome. It's Kim Spence. And thank you for joining me today for my second podcast episode. I told you in my last episode that I was part of and participating in Russell Brunson's one funnel away challenge and part of the challenge is to choose a platform that I would like to use and I chose a podcast because I'm not quite comfortable getting in front of a camera going live but how ridiculous is that because I get in front of students every day but there's something about getting in front of my peers and adults kids don't judge me they don't judge you other teachers for the most part they just love you so right now i'm probably being a little scary um that's probably the truth at some point um i'll venture out but for now this is like my safety net i'm just holding myself accountable so today i just wanted to very quickly talk about self-care and i know self-care is like a, a big buzzword um, now, especially with um, all the responsibilities that have fallen on teachers with uh, COVID and virtual teaching and in-person and just so many things that have, that have happened over the last years it relates to uh, COVID-19. So self-care, when I think about self-care, I think about the word itself. It's taking care of self, self-care. And I realized 
a couple years ago that I was not taking care of myself. I can remember walking out of my building, school building, a couple of years ago. Um, it was dark. I was the last car in the parking lot. And that was most Fridays. I would start doing something after work on Friday. And then that one thing would uh, lead to another thing and then another task. And then, well, while I'm at it, I, I can do this or do that. And um, it would be seven o'clock before I would leave. And that happened for a long time. And one day I just said, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I realized that I'm not taking care of myself. There's no way that I could be taking care of myself, putting myself um, on top, seeing myself as priority if I'm giving so much time to school. And I'm thinking, why am I the only one leaving late on a Friday night? I mean, I'm not getting paid any more money. Um, I wasn't dating, so it really wasn't like I had, you know, somebody that was at home waiting for me. My son was in college. So I think I kind of, you know, said, well, there's no reason to go home. But there was a reason to go home. To relax. So, but I didn't, I didn't get that at first. So after banging my head and, and just realizing that that was not um, in my best interest, I started to actually play a game with myself. I actually would would set my alarm on my phone to go off maybe 30 minutes after school. And no matter what I was doing, I had to leave. Now I gave myself one night a week to stay late. And when my timer went off, I left. And what I learned, you know, figured out was everything that I needed to do was there for me the next day. It was always there. I didn't need to rush. I didn't need to spend hours upon hours working in my classroom. I think sometimes you get just like, you almost get into this trance and you feel like um, you get so absorbed in it. And um, I get it, but it's definitely not in your best interest, nor is it in my best interest. So how did I start to take care of myself? For one, I started leaving school at a reasonable time. I started spending time alone. I started working out. So if there was um, a class that I wanted to take, I made sure that I put it in my schedule. I started to walk. I started to do things that I liked. And the more I took care of me and did things that put a smile on my face, the better I was really to everybody else. So the other thing is when I did not take care of myself, I felt it physically. I really did. I felt it physically. Um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a good, a good place to be. So I know we, we toss around the word self-care really loosely, but at the end of the day, if you don't take care of you, you are not going to be your 
best self for your kids. I mean, maybe your, your own kids, your biological kids, your students, and those around you. Because you have to live with you for the rest of your life. Your students are going to move on, graduate, go, and live their lives. Your kids are going to move on, get married, have kids, or whatever, and they'll be gone. When you retire or what, whatever's in your you know, future, you always have you that you have to come back to. And when you come back to you, you want to come back to a whole and happy and um, fulfilled person. You don't want to run yourself down for 20, 30 years and then retire and have nothing. Nothing left for you. So it's like as you move through this journey of teaching and education, you got to enjoy the ride. And I know it's tough. The classroom is tough. But you got to draw a line in the sand and that school over there and over here is me. And I, this, is, this is how I take care of me. I don't care if it's buying a candle. I don't care if it's going for a ride by yourself. I don't care if it's listening to uh, YouTube meditation. Going to an exercise class, walking around the block. The simplest things that, that make you feel good and a way for you to say yes to yourself is a win every time. I don't care if you don't answer the phone when somebody calls because you want to spend that time with you. That's a yes. How many times can you say yes to yourself today, tomorrow, the next day? Say yes to you because you matter. You deserve it. Whatever it is, whatever that good thing is that you feel that you deserve, you own it because you do. Now go forth, be great, do something for you today, win on purpose for you today, all right? Love you, bye. Today is day three, this is Kim Spence. I am embarking upon a challenge where I am actually recording a podcast every day during this 30-day challenge, but within the challenge, I've been um, asked to actually publish something every single day. It's a big um, ask, but I'm up for the challenge. So today, as um, a fellow teacher, I was thinking about the whole concept behind professional development, and it's required of all teachers to complete a certain number of professional development hours. But you know what I think is really interesting is that we don't ever really do personal development. And I have attended multiple personal or self-development, personal development workshops, seminars. I've read countless books about self-development, personal development. But as a teacher, as an educator, I wonder why we don't focus on personal development. We go in, we learn about new curriculum, uh, best practices and students and how to best teach them, but we never get to the core of, of teachers and we're at the center of everything. And I think over the years, um, there's been so much focus on 
everything other than the personal development of teachers. And I wonder why. I really do wonder why. And I don't know about you, but I've had countless teachers that want to make a phone call to speak with someone about mental health or just hard times, you know, emotional um, things that are happening in their life and really shy away from or, you know, choose not to call, you know, that number that, you know, we all have access to. It says, if you need to talk to somebody, you know, um, in confidence, you call. But how many people have said, I don't want that on my record. I don't want anybody to think something's wrong with me. And it's not even been accepted, you know, as something that teachers feel comfortable reaching out to a professional, you know, if it's connected to the school system. It's like maybe you'll go and actually pay for it rather than someone connecting mental health to your job. So I don't know, just, just a thought today about um, how personal development could really be of value not only to a teacher but to the students and to a teacher's family and and just so many so many other ways that um, personal development should actually uh, be such a main part of teacher development not just professional development because you can give a teacher all this new information feed theory you know, push theory down, you know, our throats and never really focus on you as a human being. And you and I both know, we all know what some of us deal with. I can't speak for teachers that that don't deal with behavior, that don't deal with um, a lot of psychological issues that kids bring to school. Uh, kids coming to school with um, that are hungry or kids that are are you know really poor and needy and not just needy physically but emotionally and kids come to school with a lot of baggage and it's like you know we talk about post-traumatic stress syndrome I think look I'm I'm talking about me post-traumatic teacher syndrome or student syndrome. I mean, who has ever felt their heart rate like, like jump through their shirt, jump out of their shirt? You could feel it because students start fighting or a student goes, you know, berserk and starts throwing things around the room and you stand there and try to be as calm as you can. But on the inside, your body is like going crazy. That's stressful. That does something to you, especially when you deal with that, you know, five days a week, seven hours a day for 10 months. Your body goes through something. So to, to say that um, personal development isn't important, that's bull crap. That's bull crap. I know my, I, I, I feel my body 
when it um, starts to react to my environment. And sometimes that environment is chaotic, extremely chaotic. Who's been there? Yeah, or in the middle of the day, your head starts to hurt, got a headache because of all the stress, the noise, the fights, you know, all that other stuff. Especially if you're a normally calm person, it makes it really tough. So I just wanna leave you with that thought today around personal development. If you're not getting it from school, you gotta figure out how to get it for yourself. You got to figure out how to, to do the personal development. And I'd like to maybe help um, teachers along the way understand how important that is to your own health and happy overall happiness. Personal development is important. Okay? And I say that because you matter. You matter. If you didn't think you did, I want you to know today that you matter. All right? Go be great. Until episode number four, I'll see you then. Hey, it's me, Kim Spence, coming to you tonight, completing my fourth day of this 365-day challenge. And I am coming back from Florida, Tampa, Florida, in fact, dropping my son off to the University of Tampa. And he had in his mind that he did not want to stay on campus, but would much rather live in an apartment. Well, I've never been to Tampa and my son used to live in Arizona, Tucson, and rent is not out of the roof, but in Tampa, I was blown away. So needless to say, it was almost impossible to find an apartment that was within his budget and mine as well. But you know what was like a rude awakening for me? And I have not looked at teacher salaries in Tampa, but I'm going to do that because I have no clue how a teacher making say $60,000 and possibly living in an apartment, a decent apartment can live if their system, retirement system is set up anywhere any in any way like mine is where they take, you know, X number of dollars out of your check every month can I just be honest with you and say that one month's rent was one of my paychecks? That was, that was like a, a blow, like, like a wake up, wake up call, harsh reality. And I'm like, you could not live in say close to downtown I guess if you went out further you know rent's gonna be cheaper but even still 
it's just the fact that after I'm 53 years old and the fact that that rent was more than my paycheck that bothered that just that was unsettling to me and actually it's like unacceptable and as I move through this challenge that I've been telling you guys about this uh, one funnel away challenge it's really about marketing I really do have a desire to um, do some things from a business perspective and and a lot of it is driven by the fact that I don't make enough money to do the things that I want to do like I don't I'm not able to enjoy life to the degree that I want to enjoy it and over the years I've just kind of settled into living this life of not enough just barely getting by and Quite frankly, I'm sick of it. And I don't know who in their right mind just wants to keep living like that. Why would you choose to do that? I know I went to school. So what? I'm free to make choices. And I'm not saying I'm quitting by any means, but I do know I have options. And sometimes teachers think they don't have options. You always have options. You do. You always have room to choose. And I'm telling you, I got to choose something different because there's no way in the world that I'm going to continue on this path. It has to change. It has to. And I'm only speaking for me. If you okay with just making enough money to pay some of your bills buy some groceries, put some gas in your car, and you just sit and wait until you get paid in 14 more days and do the same thing over and over. Uh-uh. You got to you got to want more than that. And that that is going to involve making some choices. And I'm not saying quit your job cuz I'm not quitting mine today. But I know I need to make some choices about how do I create a life that's more acceptable and pleasing to me. This one isn't I love life, man. I love it. And I know that there's not any amount of money that will cause me to be a happier person. I'm happy. <laughs> and I've lived with lack. I've lived with a little bit of money. And I know that um, at the end of, end of the day, it doesn't really make you. It enhances some things. I like to have more experiences. I like to have more options that I'm not privy to at this point. And I'm going to make some changes and that's why I'm committed. I've committed to this challenge because I've got to do something different. How about you? Are you okay with the way your life is? Are you okay with the money you make as a teacher? You might be. But if you're single, maybe with kids, and you don't have a trust fund, you don't have uh, any other income streams, you probably have it tough financially. And are you going to spend the rest of your life in that cycle? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I think I got to a point where I enjoyed going to the grocery store because that was really the one place where I had some sense of freedom of spending money. I had to eat, but I wasn't spending it, spending it on clothes and shoes and, and you know, trips. I do take trips sometimes, but not to the degree that I like to. And every time I go, I'm thinking I really should be taking care of something else. But it's just uh, coming to the realization that for me, and I know I'm speaking to somebody else. I think I'm speaking to a, a lot of people, a lot of teachers that want more. I deserve more. You deserve more. But you gotta, we gotta come unstuck. Like this whole thing, like once a teacher, always a teacher. That's a myth. That's not true. Once a teacher, then and then want something else. No, I, I was, but you don't have to, you're not stuck. Never were, never will be. Life is really about choices. You can make a different choice. You're not stuck. I'm not stuck. And watch me get myself out of this one day at a time. Just watch. Watch, it's going to happen. It has to happen. All right, so with that, my voice probably sounds really, really, really groggy. And that's because I've been um, not getting a, a lot of sleep, uh, being out of town, uh, being in different weather near water with my son in Tampa, taking him to school. And I'm really sleepy, but I'm committed to this challenge. So um, I had to come on and just um, be committed. And, you know, that's, that's huge to be committed, be committed to change, be committed to thinking different, to doing different. This is a commitment. All right. Until next time, I'll talk with you soon. Bye.